0: Muck Delivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. You're listening to the West
1: End Podcast with Dagon Oi, oi. Hello and welcome to the West Hamway Podcast with myself Dave Walker, an XWH employee. This week we talk about our time down under before getting extensive news from X and answering questions from Patreons of the West Hamway. it's only right that we talk about our fantastic trip to Australia. On reflection, how much did you enjoy our time down under?
2: oh mate it was, it was brilliant like, I, I can't put into words how good it was like it was it was just superb everything about it you know the the people the, the friends that we made through um, you know through meeting people out there uh, the event was uh, both events were amazing seeing West Ham in a, out there with all the passionate Australian fans um, and Perth was just a great a great city I, I would I would love to move my family out there if circumstances were different so yeah Amazing time, mate. I miss it a lot Um, now
1: that we're back. And uh, yeah, we'd love to do it again sometime. Yeah, you're right. What a place to live. And uh, our trip to Perth obviously started with the flight, um, the long flight. And it's one that I was absolutely dreading because even when we do our European trips, my height is a problem. And if I don't have leg room, then I'm banging trouble. Now, obviously, you get a little bit more leg room when you go on a long haul flight like that. But the biggest problem I've got is people tend to sleep on a plane when you're on a 17-hour flight. But at home, I I can't sleep on my back. I never do. I always sleep on my side. And we'll come to that a little bit later (laughs) because I got unstuck with that uh, strategic way of trying to sleep. Um, But going into it, I thought, I will try and get some sleep. Tried and failed miserably. I was sitting behind you and Mad Dog. So we both had aisle seats. I was behind you. Mad Dog was in the middle next to you. Not so going to was... lie. That
2: was a terrifying prospect when that fell upon my my <laughs> uh, I, my hands. I, was, uh, I, I thought he was on the other side of the plane because I put bu- I the seats. But I think they were trying to do us an inverted commas favour <laughs> by, by putting our party together. So when I went to go my seat and Martin Adam was sat in the one next to me, I thought, oh my God. 17 hours but to be
1: fair he, he did behave himself <laughs> well, well he did I think he was too engrossed in candy crush on the plane yeah, to be honest yeah, with you and um, yeah. you know so having sitting behind you I had view of what he was watching and he spent so much time on a game called Bejeweled and he put in a couple of complaints that at times it froze and stopped working because he loves that game doesn't he it's, yeah. like, it's like the first time Monkey discovered a flame you know what <laughs> I mean watching <laughs> him work with Bejeweled was, uh, <laughs> was a fascinating study it really was and uh And and as much as I enjoyed watching that, I I personally got quite bored quite quickly. Um, And there's only so many films you can watch. The selection of films weren't great on the plane either, I don't think. Um, So, you know, the uh, flight attendant started walking around and um, giving out some drinks. Some were having water. And I noticed a few people were having some JD. But they wasn't putting a card back to pay for it. So I thought, hang on a minute, I think these drinks might be free because I didn't know going into it. So I'm watching all these people. No one's paying. And then she's come around, because I, I made the conscious decision that I wasn't going to drink on the plane. Um, <laughs> I don't typically, ex do I? To be fair, when we go European no. travelling, I don't tend to drink on the plane, do all my drinking on the on the ground. Yeah. Uh, when she came around, she said, um, would you like a drink, sir? I said, uh, yeah, I'll have a JD and Coke, please. And she gave it to me. I said, you don't have to pay for these, no? She said, uh, no. And then that was the birth of my new nickname <laughs> given to me by Mad Dog. And I absolutely adore this nickname because what happened was... I then went on to drink and drink and drink and drink and drink in the genuine hope that eventually I might just crash out and sleep. But I had I had 36 JD and Cokes <laughs> on this 17-hour flight, right? And Mad Dog... That would I, kill me, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even 18 would kill me, though 36. <laughs> but, but I don't think you were in too much of a shock, because you know what I'm like. But I think Mad yeah. Dog was absolutely gasped. Now, the thing is... Because it's free, you can't take the piss. So I can't keep going up saying, can I have another JD? Can I have another JD? Can I have another JD? So we had a little system in place, didn't we? You was ordering two, Mad Dog was ordering two, and I was ordering two. And then when they weren't looking, you were giving six to me and I was smashing them back. And Mad Dog, I, I, you weren't shocked by it at all, I don't think, but Mad Dog couldn't believe it. And he said, Is he having another one? Is he having another one? He, how much JD he had? That's got to be the 14th he's his head. That's got to be the 25th. He's starting to count. And on the back of it, his nickname for me was JD Qantas. Which I love it because it sounds like a Miami detective, doesn't it? It like, does. i uh, got a bunch of questions I need you to answer. Um, but JD, obviously, being Jack Daniels and Qantas being the name of the airline, but JD Qantas. So if anyone hears referred to me as JD or JD Qantas on any of our shows moving forward. You'll know why. Well, we um, were playing
2: that game, right? You know that you do a wedding where it's something like how long before the the groom mentions this or how long to the best man <laughs> yeah. does that. We were we were playing a, a bet like how many you could get up to, and he reckoned twenty, and I reckoned forty. So I actually buy. <laughs> really, buy, I didn't buy, know yeah, that. Yeah, my closest because obviously thirty six is closer to forty. I won the bet, so uh, yeah, it was oh, <laughs> happy man. days. I actually think you would have kept going. I think you would have gone 50, 60, 70, but it's just that obviously we only had 17 hours. I think if it had been a 25-hour flight, you, you, you could have been approaching
1: 100 by the end of it. Well the concerning thing about it is, and I'm sure you can verify this, I wasn't even pissed after it. (laughs) Because your blood is fifty percent alcohol
2: anyway, I think it's just like you know, like most people need oxygen and and things like that. (laughs) You actually need alcohol to keep you alive. Like, you know, if you if you ever went into hospital, they'd be pumping your heart whilst pouring J D (laughs) down your throat. (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you imagine the old emergency team crashing through the wall. Sorry, JD Pump, JD Pump, we're losing him, we're losing him, JD Pump, now.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> oh, that is absolutely brilliant. But I'll tell you one thing that makes me laugh and cringe at the same time. Is whilst we was having a bit of banter in a run-up to go into Australia. I was being serious, really, with some of the concerns I had over some of the animals we were discussing, <laughs> right? and and some of the Australians that, that we were speaking to, or even the expats at some of the events, and, and and people that we met out and about, were saying it was so funny listening to you to talk about all your concerns. Is it because we don't have any of that here? And it's it's also funny because in the run up, a lot of patrons were saying, "Oh, you want to watch out for it," and they were jumping on it, trying to wind us up. And and genuinely, you know, I just feel like an idiot because I didn't see so much as a money spider when I was there, but I, I go back to that first day we checked in, to that hotel. Honestly, mate, I turned the whole room upside down, looking for huntsman spiders, snakes, <laughs> you name it. Fucking drop bears, and we'll come to that in a minute. Um, <laughs> I, I was I was proper stressed out even though I was on the 19th floor I was convinced that there were going to be some nasties and now when I actually think about what you don't have to worry about in Perth it's a bit embarrassing really but talking <laughs> of drop beers I mean oh, you had me with that one didn't you some sort of I, some <laughs> bear that I bought into me show it? me a picture these if you're listening to this show you have to google drop bears right and this is what X showed me and I thought Jesus Christ I didn't even thought about them and of course you had some fun with that didn't you <laughs> oh it was
2: brilliant because great, shout out to Ryan Kent I think his name is the fella that organised um, the Tottenham versus West Ham charity yeah, match is, is it King okay yeah raised a lot of money for yeah he's King you're right raised a lot of money for um, uh, DT38 charity and we met up with him a couple of times at the event's The top lad and if he told me about drop bears and i was like what the hell are they so i googled them now if you if if someone does the exact same thing now put drop bears literally drop bears two words into google go images now it's the one two third image third image on there which is this like i can't even describe it like koala bear but like vicious mouth and horrible like wet fur and stuff. I convinced the plan that, that jock bears were a real thing. And I, I made up a bit of a story to go with them. Like whenever you walked under a tree and there was one up there, particularly if it had young and it was, you know, trying to protect its babies and stuff, it, it would launch itself from the tree and start just gouging at your face, like putting your eyes, trying to bite your nose off, ripping your ears off and stuff. Yeah, I was shitting myself. I was actually <laughs> so shitting every, myself. Every and mad my dog <laughs> was as well. We bought yeah, into it. Yeah. So every time we walked past a tree, I was like, shit, mate, let's Let's just be a bit careful here. <laughs> <laughs> And an annoyingly, uh, the only thing Matthew Matt Muir, who was an absolute godsend, so I Diamond 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 fella, who yeah. took us around to various places in Perth because he was so right, rightfully proud of his, his hometown and where, where I won the uh, the basketball competition at his house and so on. Yeah. Um, just have to, drop to that, that as well,
1: in.
2: by the way. <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> that's that's, that's <laughs> in the history books now, disputed, But uh, yeah, the only thing he did to let me down was that he told you that they weren't real. And yeah. then from that point, I had to admit, Legend.
1: I've been making it up. But uh, yeah, yeah. It. <laughs> so yeah. funny. Yeah, it was funny, actually. And talking of Matt, you're quite right. He was a godsend. And, uh, you know, he's someone that, that does a job that's quite flexible. So um, he made quite a lot of time for us during that week. And um, mm. the reason he was such a godsend is firstly, what a top fella. You know, yeah. that we, we we arrived in Perth as, as strangers to Matt and left as friends unquestionably. Mm-hmm. And uh, in Perth, a lot of the things that you would like to see is not accessible via public transport. So Matt saw to it that everything that was worth seeing pretty much um, we saw thanks to Matt and we spent some quality time with him. We really did. And one of the first things that we saw, which was quite surreal, really, was Matt said to us when he picked us up, he said, "Um, I know it sounds a bit strange, but um, do you fancy going to this really nice cemetery? And in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, it's not on my bucket list. And uh, (laughs) this type of conversation, he said, let me explain why. He said, because there's a lot of kangaroos that that hang out there. So I said, really? said, what's the chance of seeing one then? He said, "Um, oh, pretty good, I'd say. So we parked up in this car park and uh, we're just taking a couple of steps onto the greenery, which is next to um, where people are buried. So it's a separate part of the cemetery. And actually it was unbelievable. I think a lot of people have seen the footage. It's about 15 to 20 kangaroos bouncing <laughs> around, wouldn't there? How amazing yeah. to see them in a natural habitat like that.
2: Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I feel I have to correct everyone on this because I've had a few Australians take uh, point with us calling them kangaroos. Apparently, they were actually wallabies. Is that uh, not, right? Yeah, not kangaroos. I mean, the difference between wallabies and kangaroos is that apparently, wallabies only go to about three feet tall, whereas kangaroos are a lot bigger. They can go to eight feet tall. And right. so, looking at the size, Of them, they probably were wallabies, but either or, it was an absolutely amazing experience just to see them in, like you said, in their natural habitat. And then we went for a little swamp walk towards the end of the trip, and there was, you know, signs warning us of dangerous snakes and stuff. So, so we did, uh, we did tread on the on the tips of Australian wildlife whilst we were out there, and uh, yeah, it was great to see them in their natural habitat, like
1: like you said. No, it's beautiful. And talking of beauty, we saw some stunning beaches as well, didn't we? Amazing to recount what beaches we actually went to. I think it was Cottesloe, uh, Malaloo and Scarborough. Um, mm-hmm. my personal favourite was Mullaloo actually I thought that was just absolutely stunning and I think that's the one that we posted on Patreon I thought that was gorgeous and Scarborough was brilliant because it was pretty built up and you know some decent restaurants and bars and uh, like you said what what a place to grow up I mean to have this sort of beach on your doorstep mm-hmm. you know it's a bit different to South End and Calvary Island for us isn't it let's be honest yeah um, <laughs> I'd love to say there's some similarities but there isn't really no nah. um, but, but absolutely beautiful and then we went on to Kings Park as well which is an unbelievable Place and uh, mm. it's quite funny because you know Mad Dog wanted to film a little bit of content in in some of the bushes and my first thought was fuck that because I'm in my mind I still think like every two yards is riddled with all these different nightmarish creatures that are going to come up and absolutely murder you. (laughs) So when he come up with that idea, I think, blimey, he's brave. So, again, I think you've seen the video on Patreon where X is scanning around talking about different wildlife that's in this bush and suddenly Mad Dog's head pops up and, um, you know, it's quite a a funny bit of content. But what was also quite funny, I don't even know if you knew this, X, but uh, Matt said when Mad Dog's jumping around all this bush like a kangaroo, um, he said "Ah, oh, it's good to, it's good good good, uh, good content He said uh, illegal but good content i said what <laughs> do you mean-? He said, that's protected land. He said, you're not allowed on that. You've got to stick to the paths. I've <laughs> <laughs> got Mad Dog, and he's, he's bouncing man all over it, like a fucking wallaby on acid, he was. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, thankfully, there was nothing in there too, uh, too too poisonous. But do you know what? We talk about Mad Dog, and, and I'm sure you'll agree, X he made the trip as well. I mean, we didn't stop laughing from start to finish. It was absolutely superb. But I've got to say, I think everyone knows the story as to why he's called Mad Dog. But if you don't, I think it was in the 90s, We had a a kind of little bit of a a streak of rabid dogs being an issue in this country, and it was making the the main sort of headlines and tabloid press, etc. Beware of the dogs, these mad dogs, and, you know, they they, they carry rabies, etc. And in the height of this... It was a game, a West Ham game, and uh, Mad Dog was was getting stuck in on on tackles and he was steaming into everyone and and he was well up for it and he was literally foaming at the mouth. And at that point, Bish Ian Bishop said to him, you know, blimey, Mark, you're like one of those Mad Dogs. And so the name stuck, right? So that's the official story as to why he's called Mad Dog. I don't think that's actually the case, right? I think he's called Mad Dog because the man just don't stop pissing. (laughs) Yeah. Listen, <laughs> no. I mean, I've never seen someone piss so much in my life. It's literally incredible. It's like letting a dog off a leash. You know, you know. Sometimes <laughs> if you've got a dog, and I don't know if you've ever seen, especially boy dogs. I think they're cocking their leg at every corner, pissing another five yards pissing and I look at my dog sometimes I think where are you storing all this piss (laughs) and and that's the same with Mad Dog and um, I mean you know we've gone to that cemetery and there are uh, memorials around and you've looked and suddenly Mad Dog's pissing up a tree and and you you talk about that swamp that we visited I mean I don't think you're doing it too much justice because it was actually one of the most beautiful nature reserves I've ever seen I mean it was absolutely stunning absolutely stunning and and rightfully so Matt was very proud of, of that place So we're walking around and we've found a little kind of jetty, if you like, almost like a mini decking area. And we've taken a real moment to pause. And I think it was around sunset as well. And uh, it was a real appreciation of the beauty in front of us. And I said to Matt, I said, I'll tell you what, mate, you're so lucky, Olivia. I said, look at this. This is absolutely beautiful. And then what could only be described as a power hose hitting the decking um, (laughs) rang into our ears. And we've turned around and, and Mad Dog's pissing all over that. And even Matt at that point was like, fucking hell, mate. So he's done that. And then we carried on walking and we're laughing about it secretly. And um, and again, we're saying, oh, look at this bit. And it's nice. Oh, wow. Look at, you know, what an amazing type of flower that is, you know. And and look at these uh this bit of wildlife here. And don't the birds sound differently over here? And out of nowhere, Mad Dog pipes up and says, right, I need a shit. <laughs> what? He said, I need a shit. I said, mate, is there, in, there ain't any toilets here. He said, I don't care. I, I need a shit. I've got to go. When you've got to go, you've got to go. And Matt's like, well, look, there's a pub five minutes. He said, no, nope, I, I need a shit now. And he's literally Gone into this swamp and had a shit and used a handkerchief to wipe his own ass. And he's, just like, he's a fucking liability, mad dog. <laughs> like,
2: Absolutely not. And, that, and that's not to mention all the sort of the the, the comments he makes to people that are walking past. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> he's not, he's not shy of making a joke or a, or a flirty comment or a um, observation. Is no. <laughs> he? No, not at
1: all. all. He's good value, but you've got to uh, yeah. play on your toes because you never know what you get with him, mad dog but uh mm. oh we did have a laugh of him he was brilliant and he was superb at the events as well but yeah, you know you about the Perth City Centre X I mean what a lovely place that is I didn't know it was called the City of Light until you told me and that was beautiful and obviously our our first taste of Australian cuisine should we say um which again the videos are there to see on, on Patreon but for those that aren't patrons you know that was an experience as well wasn't it
2: yeah, well, we tried everything, didn't we? Crocodile, emu, camel, um, and uh, you know, at the time we contested whether a camel was an Australian delicacy or camel was an Australian animal. But apparently, they have a, a whole host of camels. So every time we made an inaccurate comment about Australia, there was uh, there was someone there to point it out to us. So apparently, uh, yeah, camels are uh, in an abundance in in Australia. But yeah, we ate all at all five, six, or whatever it was, and they. I think they were. I think to be fair, they were probably a bit overdone i think according yeah. to the the, the the australian experts out there they did look overdone and we felt they were overdone but uh mm. yeah it was an experience to try some of those crocodile was like a sort of fishy chicken if that yes. makes sense and uh yeah some strange tasting things but uh did that on the first day so talk about throwing yourself straight into the yeah. into, into the culture so to speak although <laughs> i don't know if that is the culture to be fair i think that's just a just a, something that they do as a niche as a a niche thing rather than a common
1: thing. Yeah, I I think you're right, to be honest. But still, a good box ticked. And uh, talking of boxes ticked, you know, you took us to an Aussie Rules match as well. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm I'm pleased I've done it. But I think, you know, I think the crossover is, and I don't know if you agree with this, I think you quite like your rugby. You absolutely obsess over your NFL. Mm. I I detest both sports. So I, I think the concept of Aussie Rules isn't a million miles away from those sports. So I think it was always going to be a bit of a challenge for me to get into it. Mad Dog was the same. Um, Try, we did. But what was your thoughts of of, of, of uh, Aussie Rolls? Because obviously, again, it's a it's a nice box tick to say you've been to Australia and seen a game and the Australians are very passionate about it. But did it live up to what you wanted it to be? Yeah, I liked it. I mean,
2: obviously, I was conscious that you and Martin didn't. So that was playing on my mind a bit. But, <laughs> but for, if you two had been there, um, I think I would have really enjoyed it. And I, I wouldn't say I particularly knew what was going on half the time. I mean, by the end of our time at the match, I've sort of worked out the basics, I think. But the actual intricacies, of the game, I, I wouldn't have a clue, but it was certainly worth watching. And obviously the time difference is going to mean, I'm probably never going to watch it on TV, but if I, if it comes to it, I would watch it. And I think I, I would call, even though they got battered at the game we went to, I would call the, uh, the Eagles, the West, I think the Western coast Eagles, my team now, perhaps seen them at their home ground, like the colors, like their badge. So uh, yeah, I think they will be my team, but whether I'll actually ever watch the sport again, I don't know, but I, I can see why Australians like it. Definitely.
1: I mean, it is full on in terms of, you know, there's some proper lumps playing it and they do steam into each other. I mean, someone broke their wrist, didn't they? Well, um, I think it's their whole arm.
2: When, yeah, was it? The arm, been, was been it? in
1: about three places, yeah. Jesus Christ. And even our very own Theo, who contributes to the Patreon site, who um, we spent a bit of time with out there, he was playing it on an amateur level, wasn't he? And he tore yeah. his ACL. I mean, it's a it's a serious sport. And we were saying the pitch... To was be bad. fair, he
2: was tackled by goalpost. So it's... <laughs> <Yeah. so, so, laughs> yeah. All right.
1: It's I wasn't going to take that glamour away from him, <laughs> yeah. You killed him there. You absolutely no,
2: killed him. No, no disrespect, fair you know, top top fella. Another yeah, quality yeah. addition. And had he not been at the events, particularly that first one, I'd have been banging trouble. So thanks yeah. for all his help, but yeah, I think yeah. slightly different injury yeah. on that one. But I mean, we're not really doing any justice because you should have seen the goalpost. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Goalpost is <laughs> bent like
2: lead, leading tower pizza.
0: But,
2: uh, yeah. But, yeah, it, it, that, it was he,
1: he likes the game as well. Yeah, I tell you you've got to be physically fit to play that because it's a oh, long God. time as well but the pitch is massive and it's one of those sports you just don't stop running and you know what what didn't help really is that i didn't understand the rules so you know i think if you can go way to understand the rules um that might help towards your enjoyment of it so yeah, it wasn't the best experience in terms of enjoyment of the sport but i am pleased that that we did it and uh you know talking about enjoyment we come to the first event the pre-match event and um i mean that was just fantastic excellent you think now To have that amount of people there at both events was quite incredible, really. And and most Mm. of us, not all of them, listened to this podcast. And it was just so beautiful to interact with people that unless West Ham went to Perth, we probably would never, ever interact with in our lives. So there was something so special about the event, the people that were there, the venue, doing it in an outdoor venue was absolutely fantastic. And, you know, it was just brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah. that's, That's as I thought, but obviously... And the other side of the venue, you was having a little bit of stress. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, to to credit to the, the supporters groups and the Perth supporters group particularly, and, and um, the main man in that who helps uh, decorate the venue, helped get us the venue, um, and, uh, and, and shout-outs. obviously have Melbourne Hammers, Brisbane Hammers, Adelaide Hammers, all of those groups that were Sydney, all the groups that we had there. We had some yeah. Kiwis, we had some Tasmanian people as well. So, massive <coughs> shout-outs all to all of you guys. Okay, it was brilliant to see you all, the atmosphere. As you rightfully say, it was amazing and it was a great event. The first one for me. Um, and I apologise to anyone that encountered my my stress during that, um, including <laughs> yourself, Dave. Um, there was a, there was a moment of stress because obviously half the things that I thought I could work with didn't work. So I didn't take into account that our card machine that we usually pay for people that want to pay by card wouldn't work because it was in Australia, not England. I didn't take into account that I had no security on. The door so that people were going to try and get in so i had to also double that double up as security then we had six different occasions where policemen turned up as well including them all being there at the same time and them asking me a load of questions about the event as well and it was just it was just a bit of carnage the first one and uh, yeah it was it was fine for the second one because i knew what to expect and i could put things in place, wherever the first one was a little bit manic. So I do apologize to all of those ones that went to the first event and I didn't really get a chance to speak to you much. I didn't even watch the event because I was doing the other stuff. So I do apologize to those that I didn't speak to, but hopefully on the second event against um, Spurs before Spurs, I was able to chat to a few people a bit more crazily bumped into someone. I mean, I knew to be fair, I knew he was going to be there, but bumped into a mate that I hadn't seen since I was 17 at school. Um, brilliant to catch up with him out there. He moved to Perth soon after we went to school and I hadn't seen him in like you know, 20 odd years or whatever. So amazing to catch up with him and randomly chatting. And I can't remember where he said he lives now, but um, I got chatting to a bloke and um, he said, My name's Brookin. And I was like, All oh, right, yeah. Well, as in surname Brookin. He was like, No, my first name's Brookin. And I was like, Oh, okay. And he was like, I was named after Trevor Brookin. My mum and dad loved him so much. They called me Brookin. And then this line light bulb moment happened in my head that I remember when I used to go to I used to always go to South Woodford Sainsbury's to get my alcohol before a night out at like the venue or Jumping Jacks or Romford or you know all of those various clubs that we used to go to back in the day I always go to Sainsbury's because they were always more like lenient on the old ID and stuff and someone someone introduced me to a guy called Brookin and he was a West Ham fan and he was named after Trevor Brookin so I had this light bulb moment and I said to him this is going to sound really random them, but you didn't used to work in the Saint's Prison, Southwood, for did you? And he was like, "Oh my god, yeah. How would you know?" And I just told him the story. So that was quite a weird thing to bump, out, bump into him. Yeah, bump into him in Australia and stuff. So, so yeah. But overall, the first event was stressful for me. But on the whole, the two events. And anyway, it doesn't really matter how much stress I had, as long as everyone enjoyed it, which it seemed like they did. Then, then yeah, both were quite. A-
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.
0: Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At Participating Restaurants, 18 Plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
1: see. Oh, and they did. Honestly. It was it was an outpouring of just like gratitude that, that West Ham had come to Perth, that that we was there and put on the event and everyone was buzzing and uh, the feedback's been fantastic. But, um, you know, I've got to say... <laughs> and I have to, I have to say this because I've already spoken about my new nickname being JD Qantas because of the flight over here, uh, or over there, should I say? But we was also given two separate nicknames by Mad Dog, and that was because at the height of that stressful period during that first event, I've walked over to see how X is getting on, and he was in a bit of a fluster, rightfully so because everything was going against him at that time. So he was a bit stressed, <laughs> and out of nowhere, he said, "Will you do something?" <laughs> right? and I'm like and, and I've got to be honest I took exception to that I probably took it too personally really because you know, I won't bore everyone with what my responsibilities are in a day but I think I was fulfilling them and, uh, and, and in the can <laughs> easy hey, pizza drinking yeah. with uh, Joe <laughs> Benjamin but, uh... well, well that's how it came across when you said um you know, uh, you know uh, to a point where in the cab after, me, X <laughs> when he had been finished, me, ex and Mad Dog have jumped in the cab and and I brought this up that I wasn't happy with what X said and we had a little bit of a mini ding dong where, where Mad Dog was um, refereeing this mini ding dong and that's what it was, a mini ding dong and, um, and on the back of that he, he now's calls ex grafter and me bones so, lazy <laughs> so again if you refer to us like that that's the story i'm just it. so glad it's
2: finally been acknowledged after these two years <laughs> it's taken me a while to get there but <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. i must admit it makes me sound like a prick but in the in the heat of the moment i had i had people i had people trying to bunk into the event and refusing <laughs> to pay the money i had no one that people say that i want to pay to come in but i anything to pay i had people i had no one's put the wristbands on so i was counting people in and not having anyone's put the wristbands on because the promo girls as lovely as they were didn't turn up on time um and then i said i said to dave can you put the wristbands on i think you put one on and then just wandered <laughs> off again And I, was, I, was, <laughs> oh, just, I don't
1: know about that this is this is going <laughs> so, into slanderous territory so, then when
2: you, so when you came back and it was still fucking carnage <laughs> I, I meant not on the whole event can you do something i, don't, I, don't. I meant in that particular moment can you Do
1: something, so yeah. I don't know um... why you suddenly turn into Brian Blessed as well when I do the impression. (laughs) (laughs) Why
2: do I become so
1: so posh all of a sudden? (laughs) I don't know know where that came from (laughs) to me at that time. That's how it sounded.
2: (laughs) <laughs> oh God, I think so any, funny. I think if anything, when I'm annoyed, I become more Cockney. So <laughs> was, it's, it's, yeah. it's when I'm at West Ham, if I'm annoyed, I'll be like, I think I swear and sound more Cockney. So I'd imagine it's more like, will you fucking do something? <laughs> 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 like, it sounds better being a, po- a posh sergeant major, to be fair. Oh so.
1: God, <laughs> oh it's so funny! It does tickle me that. But uh, and obviously, it was onto the the Perth Glory game, so it was nice to see some youngsters get a run out there as well which saw six goals that when a bad start to the tour was it that no, it was good and
2: I, you know i think some youngsters uh particularly played well i thought freddie potts had a good tour of the two games out there i obama has really cemented his Ooh. claims to be a first team regular now i thought levi lang didn't let himself down um so lewis sal was okay so yeah they they put in they put in a shift i mean i thought Perth glory were pretty poor, to be honest with you. So it's hard to really judge, you know, the standard, really. I mean, the way Perth played, I think it'd be fair to say they were like a League One, League Two team. So it's hard to judge entirely. But yeah, you can't complain with that. And I don't really pay too much attention to pre-season games, but if you want to, you know, yeah, decide whether it was good or a bad thing, then yeah, it was definitely a good performance.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And then before the second event, I've got to be honest, my heart absolutely sank because I'm in my hotel room and uh, I've got a desk in my hotel room, which everything has just been thrown onto. But one of the things that I put there first and foremost, that's that, you know, I knew would stay there is my passport. Um, And I've gone to look for something else. I don't know what it was, but I happened to notice that my passport isn't there. It's gone. And my heart dropped because I knew that I haven't needed it since I've been in Australia. I literally haven't touched it so if it isn't there it must have been nicked by a member of staff it must have been that's the it's the only <laughs> logical explanation i can give but just to appease myself before i go downstairs to reception and make a fuss and and uh, make wild accusations i again, I'm turning the whole room upside down. Um, coinciding that, we're also looking for additional huntsman spiders and snakes as well. So, two birds, <laughs> one stone. And, and splashing
2: some um, vodka that you might have spilled on the table. and
1: that you Yeah, exactly. Lick up. Yeah, licking some off the carpet, slurping yeah. it off the <laughs> duvet, which was spilt yeah. the previous night before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Scratching <laughs> at yeah. the glass to
2: get yeah. a few grains left. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Injecting uh, some JD into my eyeballs yeah. just for a lightener. <laughs> yeah. um, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, Honestly, I'm all over my room, right, and I have resigned myself to the fact that it's been nicked, and I'm pissed off about it. But I tell you what, I said, I said to myself, take a few deep breaths. Def- uh, de- 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 deep breaths. Def- <laughs> I said, go downstairs, be calm. Um, we'll see what's um, we'll see what the case is. Well, that lasted about four seconds because now I'm, I'm I'm googling how to get home without a passport. Do I need an embassy? You know, I'm getting upset on here. I'm thinking Dang. stuff.
2: How long what? do you live in Perth for before bitten by a Huntsman spider? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was
1: search number two. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I am really struggling to control my stress at this point. So I think you fuck it. Let's just, let's just get it done. If, if I go downstairs now and then i get the people in front of me to, 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 you know, who was on the line up to clean my room at any given time when it could have gone missing. So be it. So I've gone downstairs and I've tried to keep the composure. I said, uh, so the girl at the duty manager, said, hello, love. I said, I've got a bit of a problem. I said, well, a massive problem. My passport's been stolen, right? So on reflection, it, not a case of my passport's missing. I think my passport might have been stolen. My passport has been stolen, right? So I'm throwing it out there straight away. It's non-negotiable. My passport's been stolen. And she went, oh, dear. She said, um, well, I have to say, I have great faith in my, my cleaning team here. I said, well, I'm sure you do. I said, but it doesn't change the fact that my passport's been nicked. And I think one of your team's done it. So she right okay so um okay um I'm gonna call some of the duty staff now and we'll get together and have a meeting and we'll discuss certain times that your passport may have been taken uh, or may have disappeared. I said yeah thank you I'd appreciate that. So anyway I got myself a drink to calm down sat down because I was meeting ex before the event. I said to Mad Dog who was already there I said um he said you're right I said no not really mate. I said my passport's been nicked. I said uh, <laughs> gutted he said really I said yeah it's gone mate it's gone it's definitely been nicked. It couldn't be anywhere else. <laughs> So I'm stressing out now, I can see the duty manager's on the fucking phone, she's gathering a team. Um, you can see she's stressing out about it. And then X has finally come down and he said, Morning, he said, Are You all right? I said, uh, no, nah, not really, mate. I said, My passport's been nicked. And then do you want to tell him what you're responsible
2: that <laughs> I said, like, No mate, you said you're safe. And you were like, what? And And I was like, it's in your safe. And you were like, no, it's not. And I'm like, mate, I came to your room last night and I sat down with you. I saw it on the side and I said to you, look, let's put this in the safe because people might steal passports from from hotel rooms. So I'd obviously planted that seed that that could happen. And you were like, oh, go on then, mate. We walked over to the safe. I showed you the safe. I said, right, mate, what code would you like for your safe? You, You picked your you, you picked your year of birth. We entered, the, we entered that into into the safe. Job's, job done, Bob's your uncle, safe shut. And I said, there you go, mate. Will you remember the code? You were like, yeah. I was like, this is how you open it. Shows you it again. This is how you shut it. And I said, you might wanna put some of your money and stuff in there as well. you know, like, yeah, yeah, cool. I'll sort that out tomorrow. <laughs> so like a, a whole five ten minutes of going through the process, but because JD Qantas was was yeah. obviously knee deep in a in JD, then yeah, a, yeah the, the memory had gone and there was no
1: recollection of that ever um, happening. Do you know what? It still isn't. I mean, even when you said that, it didn't even jog a memory. Like I, I, didn't, <laughs> really? I
2: didn't even know. I didn't, I didn't even think
1: you were that drug though, because I stayed in the room for about an hour.
2: We were chatting and we had quite a, a decent chat. and yeah i don't remember you i mean there was times where you did roll around the bed laughing a few times um quite <laughs> hysterically but, <laughs> but, but 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 you but i'm a funny guy when i get going so i just thought that was normal yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but yeah I thought, I thought that but yeah obviously clearly more drunk than you than than i really oh, yeah would. without a
1: doubt i mean to be honest i think i'm pretty good at concealing if i'm more drunk than i actually am mm-hmm. um but I, I mean so much so I, I don't the have a fun, conversation the funny the thing, thing is, is you hadn't
2: even been out that night that was the night that was the night, no, the you, that was the night you went to bed early because <laughs> you didn't feel that well so me so me so me and Mad Dog went out with a few people and had a, a really nice curry About with some people in a pub and stuff and, a, and you went to bed early because you were going to have an early night so, well, so,
1: so I just went I just went for an old school remedy I thought
0: <laughs> I don't feel too well so
1: maybe some vodka's going to sort it. out never mind all this doctor bollocks and take some tablets and all this early night rubbish i mean who comes out and stuff like that so um i mean i, I can't remember the conversation I, I i didn't even know i had a fucking safe so this has is, this is jogged nothing in my memory so now i look like a right prick don't i because i've got to go to the duty manager and tell her it's all right i've got it it's in my safe <laughs> I mean, you can imagine what she must have thought the only thing i could do to try and save some face is i went over and i said uh Oh, hi there. I said, um, listen, I owe you a massive apology. I said, well, my friend does anyway. I said, because... (laughs) because, um, Such a prick. Your friend was being nice (laughs) and considerate and looking out for you. (laughs) Because I said, I said, he's, for some unknown reason, he's put the passport in my safe and not told me about (laughs) it. Because I thought that'd be such a wild thing to do. I know.
2: This is going to stitch Dave up. Let's put his passport in his safe. Give him give him the login number that he knows is the number. But this will be right good bats this.
1: Top quality bants.
2: <laughs> Top quality bands. Oh as, if, as if
1: I would God. do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, this is clearly what she thought, really. Yeah, was. She yeah. gave a little bit of a laugh as if to say, you like like." life. So, yeah. so um, she said, all right, I'll call all the staff and call off the meeting. I'll, for minutes, I'll,
2: I'll cancel them, the police. They're on their way, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the border control.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll retract those P45s. I was going to give three <laughs> staff in five minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh my God. But uh, that was, that was quite funny at the time. <laughs> but, um, but the second event again was, was equally as special when we got there knowing that I could also then fly home. Um, knowing that my passport was safe. <laughs> but, uh, t- I had one moment though. I tell you, honestly, I'm such a fucking idiot sometimes. Cause I was on stage at this second event doing the introduction and I said how incredible it is to travel to the arse end of the world and receive so much love and support. But when I said that, there was quite a few boos that went up, and I thought, well, fucking, what's the matter? What's the matter with that? Yeah. I've always thought when you refer to something as the arse end of the world, for example, you're talking geographically. Because obviously, you know, they're they're down under, it's a 17-flight, 17 17-hour 17 flight. It is the arse end of the world for me to travel to. But actually, the definition of the arse end of the world is like a shithole. Yeah. Like it, to, to say that, so I basically translated you know, to to come to a shithole like Perth. <laughs> <against> <laughs> so I had to correct myself on that. For a what a way to a start the event.
2: I <laughs> know, oh, exactly, exactly. Well, now we're in this shithole that you're yeah, running yeah. We can't wait to get <laughs> home altogether. Yeah. now. Perth is a shithole. I want to <laughs> go home.
1: <laughs> so that's it. So I, I, I realised what had happened and, the, and the, 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 the cross thread of what it actually meant versus what I thought it meant. So I had to get myself out of trouble there, which I did. And to be fair, I think people knew that I was talking about in a geographical <laughs> thing. After that happened, um, the event was absolutely brilliant and uh, another really good crowd, Richard Garcia, what a great guest, what a lovely fella as well, of course. Yeah. Um, and then on to the Tottenham game and it's always mm. nice to beat them but how we actually fucking beat them is anyone's guess because it wasn't their finest performance was it? No, I mean, it's,
2: again, possession
1: stats are embarrassing and, and the fact
2: they dominate, it's embarrassing but at the end of the day it's a results-based business and yep. I, as I always say, if West Ham do that for every every game of the season, but come out winners, I don't care. And, and to beat Tottenham, as you say, it's only a friendly, it didn't really matter that much. All the fans were mixed between each other, you know, Tottenham sitting next to West Ham and stuff, which you'd obviously, yeah, you'd obviously not get that in England. And uh, nice. and it was nice because obviously we were two 0 up and it looked like we'd thrown it away and they were getting a bit cocky at 2-all. And it's always nice to get the winner, particularly Scamaker scoring it because I think a few goals for him in pre-season would do him the world of good. And um, mm. yeah, it's a, it's a great... Um, it was a great experience to see us beat Tottenham about in Australia and obviously the West Ham fans were loving it that were there and um, yeah I mean life is there to make memories for and this is definitely one of those memories that will stay with you for the rest of your life you know we've been very lucky you and I now to do an event in um, Vegas twice um, and experience LA the second time we were there and now do one in Australia and you know (laughs) to be able to do that with a, with just from supporting west ham which is obviously a massive passion of both both of us it's just crazy and um i don't think people in England, unless you've been to like watch a game in america or australia or probably many other countries realize how passionate these fans are about west ham because you know it's hard to Thinkers are being massively passionate when they don't get to go to many games, but, but that's just a complete wrong assumption because these guys, you know, they get up at like, two, three, whatever times in the morning to watch their games and they are literally obsessed. They know, they know yes. everything, they watch whatever game it is. They are generally so interested, like, you know, they're they so proud of West Ham and proud to be, I guess, in the, the minority in, in the sense of supporting West Ham in their country. It's because, you know, obviously the top six probably have the majority of the fans. So these supporters, their, their passion for, for West Ham is infectious and it makes you feel really proud to be. Um, amongst them whilst they're experiencing West Ham. I mean, some of the guys I spoke to at the events had never had the opportunity to see West Ham live. So whilst they might have been friendly games, and to me and you, you know, we weren't that bothered about the games. Obviously, we go to most home and away games that, that count for something. These guys were like, couldn't wait to see their team. And, you know, it's amazing to have experienced that with them.
1: Yeah, the West Ham fans were unbelievable in that Tottenham game as well, by the way. And it's still yeah. a weird concept for me to be sitting in that stadium with a Tottenham fan three seats away. Do you know what I mean? And it's it's funny because you even said to some of the Coppers that came to the event, like you, you do realise that West Ham and Tottenham don't get on and there could <laughs> be a bit of trouble here. And he and the copper said, didn't he? He said, not from Australians, mate. He said, you won't get that from us. He said, if anything, it would be from the British. Um, But there wasn't any trouble, was there, to be fair? But I thought our fans were absolutely fantastic. Really drowned out Tottenham because there were so many Tottenham fans there. You didn't hear a peep out of them, really. But West Ham fans in Australia, I think, done the club proud, to be honest. Um, But one poignant moment of the trip was our visit to the Dylan Tom Beattie statue, which I'm sure Mm -hmm. you'll agree was a special thing to do.
2: Mm, yeah amazing thing to do you know it's a obviously everyone knows the story now it's a very very sad one at that so it's for us to be able to pay our respects to to him and the family and the great work that um his family and the organisation have done um, after his death to to raise awareness for testicular cancer. It was it was brilliant for us to be able to go there and and make, like say our our bit with him and to film that and and so on. So yeah, I'm really glad that we that we did that. And um, yeah, a really, really special moment. And and God bless him and his family and all that they went through and all that they're achieving
1: now. So yeah, it was it was special. Yeah, well said, mate. And then, of course, it was the flight home. So, as you can imagine, I'm absolutely dreading it because, as I've said earlier on in the show, my two biggest problems is my height and the fact that when I'm at home, I can only sleep on my side. Now, I was sat next to this bird on the way home, 17-hour flight, right, who was actually a DJ called Astrid Fox. Lovely girl, mad as a box of frogs, but we were getting on well. And at about 4 o'clock in the morning, all the lights are off because people are sleeping and I'm beside myself trying to get some sleep. So I thought, fuck it, I'm going to turn over to my side. And when I've done that, she's also on her side facing me. And it was really awkward because when I moved into that position, my eyes are still open and she opened her eyes and we were about four inches away from each other. (laughs) And all I could think to say, and I had to whisper it, and this was spontaneous, I had to whisper it because everyone else was asleep. I I, I just said to her, let me know if this is too close. (laughs) And I thought, oh, that's a a bit rapey. (laughs) That's a bit rapey. Like, what next? You know, blink twice if you want me to put my pants back on. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, So I wasn't overly comfortable with that, to be well, honest. Well, the fact that
2: you were sitting there naked didn't really help
0: <laughs> the <to> <laughs>
1: Yeah. And she sort of nodded at me like a confused child. And I thought, you know what? I'm not comfortable with her potentially not being comfortable with that really creepy, rapey moment. So I, I went... I reverted to, to laying on my back and just got the odd power nap at best. But, uh, eventually we touched down soil and it was brilliant.
2: You also forgot to mention our other run-in with, uh, where we had to get security in the hotel as well. Security in the hotel. Oh God, you're pretty drunk for this one as well. Weren't you? What's this? You're winding me up, yeah. not you? <laughs> no. Where, we, where you're, we went to check out. You were definitely sober for this one. Where we went to check out and um, uh, you realised that your hotel, when you were checked out, the hotel bill was like ridiculously...
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. But yeah, do you, do you want to tell the story? No, you're, we... be- you're better at stories than me, mate. Well... So we've come to check out, as X said, right? And uh, there's a couple of things that make me laugh about this, but we've checked out and, um, you know, I haven't put anything on the room at all. And X hasn't put anything on his room. So we expected just to say, right, there's the keys. Brilliant job done. So uh, she said, um, so it's just the the $200 that you, you have to pay and then um, you're good to go and... X looked at me and I looked at him and immediately I know X so well. He's looked at me as if to say how much fucking alcohol have you put on your room? <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. And I said, mate, don't look at me. I said, I haven't, I haven't put anything on my room. He said, you must've done. I said, I didn't honestly, the, literally I, the, the night that I didn't go out. Cause I wasn't feeling well. And I eventually felt better. I got myself um, something to eat. I said, but I paid for that. I didn't put it on the room. He said, are you sure? I said, because, you know, if you look at the passport scenario here, you know, we don't want to look stupid. I said, are you absolutely sure? So I said, mate, I'm telling you. I said, I'm telling you, I haven't put anything on this room, not a penny. So they went to get the receipts. And um, they said, well, you've signed for it, Mr. Walker. It's in your name. I said, well, show me the signature. The signature wasn't mine. Right. So I said, that's not my signature. I said, I always sign it with an initial rather than my name for a start. I said, I'm telling you, that's not my signature. Someone else has signed it and put it on my room. So again, they're looking concerned. And I I bet at this point, I think you can't fucking wait to get rid of these two. Um, (laughs) And uh, I said, right. Okay. So maybe it's someone, you know, Um, I said, no, it can't have been. So, um, so anyway, uh, I think you said it wasn't mad dog. Was it? So I said, no, it can't have been. Because, you know, every time he's brought a drink over, I say, oh, thanks for that, mad dog. He said, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> and when he's yeah. brought over 15 drinks and made out as a he and got them himself. Yeah. Cheers. Well, mate, yeah. thanks, yeah. mate. Thank you. So, yeah. I, mean, I remember mm. saying it to him. Oh, cheers. He didn't have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, I walked over to him. I said, um, all stressed and flustered again. I said, mad dog. I said, um, just got a bill here. I said, uh, and it's, uh, it's, on, it's in my... Uh, my room i said no, i've got a signature and it's not my writing i said you haven't put anything in my room have you he said yeah i said oh, yeah he said yeah i said well like what he said well all the drinks that we've had since you've been here and i think you've got all the ones that i thanked you for and told you yeah. that you didn't have to do that yeah. so again towel between me fucking legs i went to, to reception and said oh actually yeah that is us <laughs> it was, it was me mate oh, sorry about that Oh, Jesus Christ, mate, honestly. (laughs) It was just amazing. But highlights and lowlights, mate, what would you say? I mean, there's so much I know.
2: No, it's very hard to pick highlights, to be honest with you, mate, cause yeah. like you said, there's so many. Um, uh, just the people out there. I mean, I think, you know, meeting Matt was a top one. You know, he was such yes. a good bloke and really took us to some great places. And, you know, it's a massive thank you to him. I know we have been listening to the show, you know, Theo and all his help, Simon and the other chaps we went out with, me and Martin for the curry and stuff, top, top fellas, um, yes. everyone we met, really, just meeting so many top people, seeing my old school was it was a buzz Um, and you know it's just yeah just the people really for me and, and the beauty and fullness of the of the country and the city and so on so I think that's hard to put into specific things but I would say those were the top things for me
1: definitely yeah I mean all of it I don't even know why I asked the question because the the whole trip collectively was a highlight, wasn't it? And uh, there's two lowlights for me. One was seeing Mad Dog take a shit in a swamp and wiping his ass with a handkerchief. (laughs) Um, The other one was Basketball Gate. And um, Uh, hopefully um, you'll you'll show me uh, a little bit of respect when I tell you that I've prepared a statement that I would like (laughs) to read out in relation to um, basketball <laughs> competition. Um,
2: is it, okay? This is your chance to redeem your terrible sportsmanship now. So, so it's going to be interesting <laughs> okay. to see the way this goes.
1: So if I could ask for a bit of silence, please, because um, this has been basically put together with the help and advice of a solicitor. <laughs> um, and the statement says as follows. <laughs> Hello, everyone.
2: He <laughs> doesn't smart statements like that, should <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, no.
1: So, well, no, the, soli- the, the solicitor said, "Go for the personal touch, get people back on site. So <laughs> you, just, <laughs> you just you just turned up to the pub or something. This is an official statement. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let me start that again. Hello, everyone. <laughs> As you are aware. <laughs> On Wednesday, the 19th of July... (laughs) At approximately (laughs) 4.30. There was a competition that took place on a basketball court at Matt Muir's house in Perth, Australia. (laughs) The rules of this competition were clearly outlined, the first to score wins. However... The well, way I've always played this game. <laughs> and here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> However, the way I've always played this game is that if you score the winning basket, the opposition get one more chance to equalise the well. <laughs> Hence my celebration when I scored my next shot. This is done to add some excitement and longevity to the competition. And these rules were also in place when I actually won the game off-camera prior to what the Patreons saw. You didn't win the game off-camera. I would expect I would respect, uh, a little bit of respect. If Martin possible. Allen won that.
2: That's actually incorrect.
1: Can I just say, that I've been advised not to discuss this outside this statement. So I can't respond to... <laughs> any uh, of what so, I would class a so remark from you.
2: Yeah, even if it's full of lies, I've just got to sit and this.
1: <laughs> well, you know, it's your prerogative if you want to think that, but, you know, I've got a legal team that sat behind me whilst I wrote this, so, you know, <laughs> hope's on you. Um, and, uh, so he's thrown me off the fucking he's thread now. Um, when I won the game in question, which you just disputed, um, <laughs> I remember clearly offering X one more shot to take the game into another sudden death. He missed.
2: Like, I even in sudden death? Martin
1: had already won it by then. This <laughs> so I, <laughs> I, I assumed the same rules would be applied <laughs> to the actual competition that we were filmed. Hence my celebration when I scored that shot that should have taken it to sudden death. However, I had been told that the competition was done and I had lost the game. I want to say that this is now going to an official third party to review, and I am confident that justice will prevail in what has been a very stressful period for my family. <laughs> I would also like to say that I am extremely disappointed in some of the responses I saw from Patreon after that video. I have been subjected to comments such as, Walker is such a cheat, and Dave definitely cheats at Monopoly. Quite frankly, without knowing the facts, I'm deeply stand by the relentless comments in support of X, and I look forward to the right decision being made by the neutral third party that has been appointed to clear my name. Thank you. Who's uh, that, your uh, wife?
2: The... <laughs> your mum?
1: <laughs> I will be giving no clever comment on basketball games. Um, but honestly, don't decide. Honestly, it was the most incredible trip. We didn't stop laughing from start to no, finish. it was... Oh, it, it was an experience that will live with us forever and we, we have to thank Max for setting up the venue Yes, um, yeah. we have to thank Robbie and Dave for their help in securing the venue and promoting this event you were crucial to these events being a success we have to thank Matt Muir who took so much time out of his week to show us so much of Perth a city that he's very proud of even mm. if 70% of it is now covered in mad dog's piss um, <laughs> Really company, Matt. thanks for your hospitality mate and, and finally thank you to everyone that came to both events I mean the love and support you gave us genuinely was special it really was um x i'm sure to your absolute horror um we can now confirm that the west Downway premier league predictions competition is back and registrations are now being accepted x for those that don't know how do they sign up for the new season
2: well, I've got to uh, put out a statement um, regarding the predictions league. <laughs> <Not yet. laughs> Despite the rules clearly being laid out at the start of the predictions league, <laughs> I lost. So therefore, I'm going to get in touch with a solicitor to try and bend the rules a little bit and, <laughs> and change what actually happened and, and forget the fact that I, I finished um, last place. I'm going to somehow try, try and get out of it. So yeah, that's my what, what, official statement. If
1: I'm wrong. But I think there is a potential conflict of interest here that you might be referencing a case that I can't talk about in basketball. <laughs> so I think if we could just, you know, can I just say one in. more thing?
2: One more thing for basketball. I played the hustler superbly. I did, <laughs> you it, did, to I be did fair. it. I did it again. Mate, and, and we've done this before when we went bowling. I'm not going to go into too details. <laughs> yes. But the, fir- the first time we played bowling together, I deliberately guttered ball like for for, the, for most of like the first round. Everyone's like ah actually shit uh, the midget can't lift the ball uh, he's, he's, he can't even <laughs> see the pins they're so far away uh, <laughs> and then I thought right I'll show you the second round I got about six strikes in a row and everyone was like are oh, you lucky but I just walked away the hustler basketball yeah. deliberately fluffing my shots in the first game missing the board blah 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 it's no coincidence first shot boom shoo, straight in
1: walked yeah. off yeah. dropped you down believe, you can believe that if you want people well, we're talking about a one shot competition I I I hate to bring an element of luck into play here, but i'm not i'm i'm not sure about that So i but, think
2: you think... got a hot mate all, all, all basketball players yeah generally are like six foot six foot and above at a minimum yeah. usually averaging maybe six seven six eight i stand at a whopping five foot seven you are over six foot three. Mm. you you had everything suited to you if this That's was a lim- it, yeah. His favorite yeah exactly if this it. was a limbo competition then obviously the favorite would be me but when it comes to <laughs> when it comes, to, when, it comes to, when it comes to a basketball competition it should have been yours did it one handed? Jump yeah. down, switch yeah, a mat. Anyway, his onto take. the predictions. The match yeah. like
1: squash. No doubt you'll refuse outright to fucking play basketball with me ever again. You well, can you can. You,
2: any can people can see why. They see the reaction to your <laughs> loss. It's, just a, it's a
1: scary experience. Hang on, day. hang on a minute. Hang on, Mister. Smash every fucking squash racket I've ever. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. That's up, no, no, that's because I'm so near the ground that every time I swing it, it hits the floor. That's <laughs> why it's not it's not anger It's just like disadvantage again. But, um, and, oh, anyway, gosh, so funny. Uh, yeah. Predictions leagues back. The, um, any previous players would have been sent an email just reminding you how to. Uh, get back involved and stuff of your previous login those of you that are new to the game there was a post on patreon there's been posts on twitter i will do another post on patreon Um, again to remind you it is 20 pounds to sign up however that 20 pounds does enable us to give some decent prizes 250 quid to the winner plus season ticket to the pre-match events plus signed shirt blah blah blah, blah. second place is about i think it was 100 and i have I've got a list of the prizes which I can publish as well, um, and it's just even if you don't win, it's fun for the banter um, and mm. compa- taking on your mates and so on. Um, obviously, I've lost—is it three years in a row now? You I don't wish. remember four. Is it four? I was debating in my head if it was three or four. So I have <laughs> lost four years in a row um, and um, I still get an element of fun from it. So um, yeah, <laughs> those of you that are a bit better at it, you'll probably enjoy it even more. So yeah, definitely sign up.
1: Yeah, it's great competition to be fair. And um, there you have it. So hopefully we'll have as many playing in the new season, uh, if not more. So those are details on how to do it. Okay, let's see what's going on with the Amers, shall we?